Welcome to the Yoga Teacher Business Foundation course, designed to help teachers finally nail their niche, grow their confidence and their business savvy, and generate a consistent income of £2,000 sterling or more a month teaching part-time. If you found filling your classes and growing your community frustrating, you're in the right place. These podcasts are deliberately designed as bite-sized nuggets of information to help you move from struggle and frustration to a career which is not only emotionally rewarding, but financially too. How does the subject of money make you feel? Awkward? Uncomfortable? Anxious? Let me ask you, how do you feel asking people for money? If you see another yoga teacher offering classes for, say, just £3 a session or considerably less than you, does that send you into a tailspin? If a student purchases a block of classes but doesn't turn up and expects a refund or to make up a class outside the time allocation, do you feel so uncomfortable you let them? Has a student ever said they felt you were too expensive and compared you to the fact that they can get tons of yoga for free online or that there's a class down the road half the price that you're charging. I'll let you in on a secret. I have. I get it. It's hard. I also get that for many yoga teachers, there's somehow this inner belief that money is a bit of a dirty word. Somehow it's just not yogic. We're supposed to be carers after all. Zen, kind, so we struggle. We undercharge. We dither for ages trying to decide how to price a course, a retreat, a membership program. The problem is this thinking is pernicious and simply misplaced because it's based on unsound thinking. Yet it runs deep, so much so that we often hold beliefs around money which totally operate at a subconscious level. I know I did. I sometimes still do. But as with most things, it takes practice to grow and change if we are to move out of a way of thinking which isn't serving us. And let me tell you, if you identify with any of the situations I described earlier, If you allow that thinking to dictate your behavior, then you will remain stuck in terms of making a living from your teaching, period. The truth is, your money mindset really matters when it comes to building a sustainable business. In this, the first part of this two-part series, I'd like to share some of the most common beliefs that you can hold which can sabotage your chances of actually making the impact that you want to make, teaching the students who need your help and leading a fulfilling and balanced career that respects the fact that you too have to pay bills. Let's look at some of those beliefs now. First, talking money is not yogic. This, I think, is one of the most common beliefs that I see. In our yoga teacher training, we learn about the eight limbs of yoga and the yamas and the niyamas, the first two limbs, which talk of how we behave and our interaction with the world. One of the yamas is a parigraha, meaning non-greed or non-hoarding. It's really easy, therefore, to lead to the second belief, which can pervade our thinking, which is, money is the root of all evil. You know, 
If you grew up in surroundings where money often caused arguments in your family, if you heard those around you talk about rich folk as if somehow they were all bad people, if you hear stories where money brings about people's downfall, then it's not surprising if you grow up with a kind of icky feeling about money. Third, money is not that important. It's only money. Well, yes, that's true. But life without it in this world is extremely challenging. And when lack of it threatens our security, our health and those we care about, it can bring about serious mental anxiety. Fourth, money is just there to be spent. Well, for some, there are some cavalier attitudes to money, which mean that they live from paycheck to paycheck or even overstretch their own means. The problem with that is that when life happens, and it does, if you have nothing to fall back on, it can lead to debt and ensuing stress about how you pay that debt back. One of my own mentors used to talk about how we have a relationship with money. And the truth is, if we neglect money, treat it with disrespect, don't pay attention to it, it usually comes back to bite us on the bum. Fifth belief. I'm just not good with money. Now, I could talk at length about self-fulfilling prophecies here, but in the interest of being concise, you get the picture. Be careful what you think. Our thoughts determine our behavior. If you believe you're bad with money, guess what you're likely to be? Mistaken belief number six. My family's never had much money. So there's almost an acceptance that that is your fate too. Or perhaps there's also an underlying fear that if you do too well financially, your family will respond negatively. Misleading belief number seven. Rich people are inherently unethical or unhappy. Really? All of them? Any more so than those with little or no money? If you hold this belief then you will find that you adopt behaviors designed to avoid becoming rich, whatever that means to you, at all costs. Misleading belief number eight. I don't deserve wealth. And this can come in a number of different guises and stories that you tell yourself. But you know what this is? Ah, it's the imposter syndrome rearing its head along with who am I to be a teacher or a feeling that other teachers are better than you? You know, these are just some of the limiting beliefs that we hold. Do you recognize any of them? Over the last 20 years, since I began working for myself, I've had to do some inner work here, I can tell you, because this is an inner game. And beginning to be more aware of our thinking and behavior is the first step to recognizing if it's an issue which might be unhelpful to us. As a yogi, hopefully well aware of the benefits of mindfulness, some time reflecting here can be really beneficial. And in the second part of this series around the money mindset, I'll offer some tips on how to tackle this if it's something that you feel might be holding you back as a teacher. I find the money gremlins come up fairly regularly with the teachers that I work with. So if this is a topic that resonates for you, then perhaps I can help. I want you to know it is possible to build something not only emotionally rewarding, but financially too, 
and to get rid of the money gremlins once and for all. That's exactly what the Pathway to Profit as a Yoga Teacher program, How to Build a Thriving, Part-Time Business, Teaching Students in Midlife and Later Years, is designed to do. If you'd like to know more about how this 12-week mentoring and coaching program might help you, contact me direct at shona at fastmail.com. I might just be able to help. Namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope you find these tips helpful. With over a decade of experience and into my 70s now, I'd like to think that I can help other yoga teachers find a rewarding career teaching yoga. I run a foundation training course in business skills for yoga teachers designed specifically to give them a solid base and business savvy upon which they can build and scale up if they choose. If you're interested in learning more, drop me a line at shona at fastmail.com. Meanwhile, do subscribe to the podcast. Let me know if you have any feedback or topics you'd like to listen to. And go out there and bring your yoga to the students that you were meant to serve. Namaste. Namaste.